Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. Always appreciate the listenership and all of the support. I actually got a lot of great feedback from the episode we did on Monday uh, in honor of Rio Hondo Prep, uh, kind of reliving the game at the Rose Bowl against Pasadena Poly from last week that we had built up so much for so long, just hoping it would happen, and it finally was played, and it absolutely delivered. So if you've not had a chance to check that out, be sure to do that. We have sound highlights. We have pregame interviews. We have postgame interviews. Uh, it was just a really, really fun thing to do. One of my uh, most enjoyable uh, podcasts I've put out there. And um, it, it's been cool to hear the feedback and see the retweets and the comments and everything. Anyway, uh, very proud of the alma mater for last week. And I'm just uh, very, very happy I was able to, to put that out. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Anyway. Uh, today is Wednesday, and you guys know what that means. It's Bill Barnes time, right? It's uh, time for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Uh, Bill reminded me of this towards the end of our conversation. We recorded on Monday, but it was one year ago, basically, where it was April 1st, 2020, right? Everything's going crazy, COVID and lockdowns and uh, the world's ending, everything's shutting down. Uh, I started up this podcast, and I bring this guy, Bill Barnes, on just to Hey, spice this, spice this up. I, I want to do this podcast, but uh, here, w- what do you think? Let's have you on. And I think from the moment he started talking, uh, I, I knew, oh, Bill's built for this. <laughs> this, this is uh, he needs to do this weekly. So I told him right then and there, Bill, let's do this weekly. Let's find a way. And uh, ever since that moment, April first, twenty twenty, we have been able to put out an episode on Wednesdays for a whole year. And we did it even when Bill was out of town, when he was in other countries, uh, Bill got COVID and was kind of out of commission for a couple of weeks. We were able to put together some, uh, even episodes, even when we did a best of the best of, uh, Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday way. And we played, uh, the first episode we ever did, but then that Friday we had Bill on uh, as he was recovering from COVID. So, uh, we were able to, to do this for one year. I'm very proud of that, that Bill and I were able to coordinate and find ways to put out an episode every single week. And I definitely want to continue to do that. I love having him. You fans out there love him. Uh, whether you're Rear Hondo Prep affiliated or not, he makes some comments today about that. He, he's just hilarious. I love the guy. I was able to record at his house on Monday. And here's something we are going to try, a new format, if you will. Bill's episode is still going to be out on Wednesdays like normal. But for those of you that follow us on Facebook, the Get Home Safe podcast, we are going to do a video on Monday or Tuesday, depending on which day we record. I'm usually going for Mondays. 
because that gives us uh, we schedule there just in case Bill gets called away to a job uh, security. We have that kind of one day uh, buffer. Uh, but anyway, we're going to do a brief Facebook live video. This Monday, we did one regarding the national championship and, and kind of announcing this new thing we're doing. But uh, so it went like 20 minutes, but we're only going to do like 10, maybe 15 minutes. Uh, just a quick Facebook live Monday mornings. And again, if it's not there Monday morning, it'll be pushed to Tuesday, but it'll be around 9 a.m., maybe 10 a.m. at the latest. And that's just an opportunity for you guys to uh, see Bill, get a reminder. Oh, yeah, Bill, they record today. If I have any questions, let me send those in. Kind of a last-minute reminder. But it's also like an appetizer, as Bill said, a promo, kind of saying, hey, here's what we're going to talk about for Wednesday's show because we're going to be recording it right after that. Uh, we're going to record the, the long form interview right after. So that's just kind of a new thing we're doing. I'm open to lots of uh, ideas and changes here at the podcast, and I'm constantly uh, brainstorming and coming up with with new things to do. And, and that's something I think will be beneficial for the listeners, for Bill, for I. Uh, it's going to be a, a good addition to the podcast. So keep an eye on that Facebook Live video, 10, 15 minutes, and you don't have to watch it at that moment. You can watch the videos, you know, later on in the day. Obviously, all the live videos I've posted before, you can still see on the Facebook uh, page. But that's just kind of the the buildup, right? The 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 reminder we're going to still put out a show, regular show on Monday regarding sports or just kind of uh, recapping the weekend. That, that's kind of my randomness, my randomness uh, episode for Mondays. A lot of sports talk, right? But some other things. Um, so that's just kind of an idea, kind of a thing that we're doing. And, and I'm very much looking forward to that. So keep an eye out and uh, appreciate all the support in the, uh, get home safe podcast community. I, I continue to see growth, uh, more and more episodes are listened to, uh, at a higher number. And, and it's just, uh, man, I'm so happy to see where this has gone after a year. We are doing more video. We're trying to anyway. I have a new camera. We're trying to put videos on Facebook, uh, at least for the Bill Barnes episodes. I'm not so sure about the Friday episodes we're going to do with um, some of the guests. But I think Bill likes video. You guys uh, seem to be in favor of it. So I'm going to try to put some more video out with Bill, uh, you know, in, in the bunker, if you will, or here at the uh, Eastfield Studios, whatever the case is. I, I think uh, Bill Barnes uh, and I both have a face for radio, but the... The audience out there seems to like the video, so we'll try to do do a little bit of that as well. Okay, um, for, I got to give a thank you to both Ken Lee and Bill Ritter, two good friends of mine, supporters of the podcast, who are Bill's Ritter's like a sound engineer, I believe, for audio, and, and Ken Lee does a ton of podcasting himself and videos. Both of them assisted on this video audio today. I know our audio sounds a little different than normal, but that's, of course, my fault with with, with the uh, recording. Bill and I did a Zoom video recording in the same room, so we didn't have a we weren't connected to anybody, but we just that's how we recorded. And I didn't connect a wire or something or other, and so Bill's mic wasn't as great as mine. Plus, we were too far away. Uh, so hey, you know, lights, camera, action. It takes some takes some work and and putting things together. But Bill and Ken, each of them helped. Uh, improve the audio and the video that uh, hopefully gets out on Wednesday uh, as part of this episode. So a big thank you to them. They they, they really help out uh, 
me who who knows nothing and i can't thank them enough and, and i'm sure i'll have more questions for them each later all right a couple things i want to talk about first um if you guys ever been on a date you know you got you got the number you got her number and you're just like oh man i i cannot wait for this date i can't wait you met somebody and you're just like wow this is gonna go super good I, th- th- there's no way there's no way this can't be you this can't work out. I'm not a big, I, I've never liked first dates, but you know, sometimes you just have that excitement. There's other times like, eh, well, sure I'll go. But there's other, there's some times, right? Where, man, this is good. I can't wait. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. And then you go on the date and I mean, everything you expected, high expectations sometimes can really bring you down. And you just, man, that was awful. Why, why did I, I, man, I thought for sure that would be a great date. That's how I feel every time there's a championship game in a sport that just is, is a blowout. Just, you get so excited. It's a big title game. This is it, man. We've seen a great NCAA tournament, Baylor versus Gonzaga. Gonzaga, can they be undefeated? Uh, never mind. Check, please. Baylor absolutely destroyed Gonzaga on Monday night. And I mean, I, I turned it on. It was 11 to one. I go, like, oh, okay, man, Baylor's hot. And then it was like, they got up to a seven, 19 point lead. I think in the first half at one point, as much as 20, 20 something second half. And, and Gonzaga kept scoring. They kept fighting, but it was just anticlimactic. It was a wire to wire domination for Baylor. And congrats to Baylor. No one gave them a shot. No one, Definitely thought they would blow Gonzaga out like that. Bill and I, on our Monday prediction show, each of us picked Gonzaga. Bill said, yeah, Gonzaga win handily, five or more. I said, I think Gonzaga wins by one possession game. And Baylor just absolutely dominated. And I think they were just kind of overlooked all season, even though they're number two pretty much all season, only with two losses. Um. But yeah, I thought about that. I'm like, how, what's that feeling like? Because I'm like, I hate, I mean, blowouts happen. You, you don't think that it's going to happen in a championship game, though. So anytime that does happen, I just, ah, it's such a letdown. Because I love sports. And I know sports doesn't love me. And it's getting a lot worse here. In uh, especially the professional side of things with a lot of the wokeness and, you know, other drama out there. But we'll get to that with Bill. Uh, but but the basketball game on Monday night, disappointing. I think especially after such an amazing NCAA tournament, let's be honest, for not having the tournament in two years because, of you know, it being canceled last year, we were all hungry for a great tournament. And... The tournament delivered big upsets, buzzer beaters. I mean, uh, one of the best basketball games uh, we've probably ever seen in Gonzaga versus UCLA in the final four. And then you get to the final and it's just like, uh, well, it was fun, I guess. I'm glad I got her number. (laughs) That's a step for me who doesn't get too many numbers or, you know, back when I was a single man. Uh, So it was just it was just disappointing. But, I, but again, I'm still looking forward to next season. And I got to hand it to the basketball coach at Baylor, Scott Drew. What a job he has done. 
And it's not to take away from his players. They played hard on, on Monday night. Did a, all the little things. They got so many second, second chance uh, points, at least second chance opportunities with offensive rebounds. And their defense was unbelievable. Their defense looked like the, the defense Gonzaga had been playing uh, in recent weeks. So congrats to the Baylor Bears on their first national championship. Uh, I don't know how many of those guys will be back or whatever, but man, college basketball is just so exciting. But I thought about that. I was just disappointed sometimes. In, blow, blowouts happen. You just don't expect to see them in championship games, one versus two. You can't always explain it. I've officiated games where there was a lot of buildup and then it was eh. So you just never know. That's the beauty of the sport, I guess, that we could see a one-point buzzer beater or we could see an absolute uh, manhandling blowout. So congrats to the Baylor Bears. I had one other uh, analogy I wanted to throw out to you guys and tell me what you think. Uh, You know, I drive home pretty late at night. I work late and the streets are empty. Um. And, and when, you know, you're driving home, you drive through some cities and, uh, uh, well, let's just say there's a lot of temptation out there. And I don't know how many other people have gone through these type of emotions or feelings. And, you know, after a long day, you see a lot of bright lights in, uh, in darkness and, and it kind of like a, a fly, a fly being, uh, uh, drawn in right to the bug zapper. And you're like, no, I shouldn't, I shouldn't go there. Don't, don't, don't pull over. That's not good. It may seem like fun, but it's bad for you. You know, it's bad for you. You, you told yourself not to do this. And I think temptation comes in many forms. And for most of us men, we, we are very visual, right? So driving home late at night, there's, there's a lot of temptation out there and Every time I'm able to conquer temptation, I'm extremely happy and grateful. And of course, I'm talking about fast food. I'm talking about fast food and the bright lights and, and you know, these places, 24 hours, open 24 hours. You know, it's bad for you. And I've tried to take pride in not getting fast food ever, <laughs> but let alone, it's super tempt- tempting late at night, which is the worst time. There's no good time, really. But, you know, all of them have those bright lights and the nice colors. Think about it. Carl's Jr., nice red and yellow. Jack in the Box, cool design. New writing. Bright red. The McDonald's arches. We won't even get into that. And, of course, in and out which is, I don't even know if you can consider that fast food. But Del Taco, I'm salivating as we speak here. But it's amazing that the those signs the signs they're bright they're they're illuminated neon trying to suck you in but you got to fight temptation at all times you you can't let your guard down yield not to temptation fast food i could really go for a uh, man a double burger or something right now no but but the point is you got to you got to not let your guard down. You got to be aware. Even when you get tired late at night and you're driving home and it's dark, it's maybe it's cold. You want something, oh, it'll, you know, you justify, oh, this will warm me up. No, no, you got to have a plan, a plan of action, a plan of attack, or in this case, a, a plan of retreat. But 
those fast food signs late at night. Don't fall into that temptation. I'm fighting the good fight. Uh, I'm a person who does not need fast food in my body at any time. Trust me. And uh, I just thought of that the other night as I'm driving home late and I'm like, there's nothing on the streets. However, there are, there are those, those bright lights that uh, might draw you in. So for those of you who are fighting like I am, keep up the good fight. I don't know if you needed to hear that or not this morning. Okay. Bill Barnes time. Let's get to the interview with Bill. Uh, bear with me with some of the audio as always. I do want to tell you guys quickly about a podcast. Uh, it's on Mondays and Wednesdays, Mondays and Fridays now. If you're looking for a podcast that's less than an hour, that gets straight to the point, that will make you smarter. Uh, Will Kane, the Will Kane podcast, Kane, C A I N. Uh, Will Kane was at ESPN. He left for Fox News. Uh, he's back talking sports and news and politics and just a brief podcast uh, Monday and Friday. Uh, he's a smart guy, went to law school. Um, I really love his stuff. I'm, I'm glad that he's getting back into sports a little bit. Anyway, that's a, that's a brief advertisement there. Uh, you got to hear the Will Kane podcast if you haven't already. Um, and this was the first week it's out. Okay. That's the last I'll say. We talked about, uh, bad dates, temptation, and of course, uh, the Will Kane podcast. That's kind of the, the big uh, topics for today. It's time for Bill Barnes. I don't know if you guys are going to hear or see this video. See, see the video out on uh, Wednesday when I try to post it on Facebook. Hopefully it works out. But you are hearing the podcast today. Appreciate the listenership. I recorded this with Mon on with Bill Barnes on Monday for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. I hope you guys enjoy. And to Bill Barnes, I'm looking forward to another year of shows with you, my friend. It's always fun. Let's uh, keep it going. Here's another episode of the one and only Bill Barnes. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Welcome to another edition of the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. This is the first full episode video we are trying out with our new camera here new equipment i'm here at the home of uh, bill barnes you can't see the outside of us so that we're trying to keep this like a bunker bill so that no one knows where your address is but thank you for having me today it's monday morning and we just posted a facebook live video that's going to kind of always promote the upcoming wednesday episode so bill what do you think of some of these changes we're, do we're doing well it's about time we get you know on the on the uh, in the 21st century for christ's sake I thought I was, you know, we, we, we've been communicating with tin cans and a string. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's about time we, we, we jump into the scientific world or the big tech world and, and, and bring us up to the, uh, uh, um, you know, Garth and whatever his name was. Uh, <laughs> Garth and Wayne. Garth and Wayne, you know, in the underground uh, secret basement in, in uh, Shaquigan, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I got crap on my shirt, as you can see, but I'm too lazy to change it. I don't really give a shit. So let's proceed, shall we? Yeah. I'm not in a really good mood today. There's been a lot of bullshit going on. I'm angry and I want to vent. Um, let's start off if we can. If you don't mind, I know it's your show, but I, I usually take over on Wednesday. Go right ahead. Um, we have a real problem in this state with 
this zero bail COVID emergency bullshit. Okay. A prime example was uh, happened Saturday morning in my beloved city of Riverside. A 64 year old Asian woman, and it doesn't matter if she's Asian, she could have been black, she could have been Hispanic, she could have been, you know, Puerto Rican, she could have been, God only, you know, Hungarian. It really doesn't give up, it really doesn't matter. This woman at 7 30 in the morning was out walking her dog, minding her own business, when a whacked out 23 year old, uh, crazy lunatic, um, transient from Monterey Park, for no reason, stabs her to death for no fucking reason stabs her to death um she then flees through some yards some people point her out to the riverside police they arrest her unfortunately without incident and she is then uh, there's some evidence there that leads her to, to being the the assailant in this they arrest her they arrest her and book her for murder okay now, this could have been avoided, should have been avoided, and because on Thursday, two days before, I believe it was Thursday or Wednesday, whatever it was, this same lunatic in the same area of Riverside, the murder took place on Golden and Stonewall, which is right near La Sierra High School, La Sierra Magnolia, near the 91 freeway. Three days earlier, this same idiot uh, attacked another woman with a skateboard. She was detained, she was arrested, and she was booked into the Riverside County Jail. The Riverside Police did their job. That's all they can do. They arrest her, they book her. Because of this a zero bail nonsense, it's supposed to be for non-felony or non-violent uh, acts. This was obviously a violent act. I mean, if I was to, if you were to hit me with a skateboard, it would be violent and it would hurt and it would be it's an assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> Excuse me. She was booked, and because of this COVID zero free bail, she was given a citation, and she walked out the door. <laughs> Excuse me. Only to have happened what happened on Saturday. So the politicians of this state, whoever, whoever came up with this absolute ridiculous law that is killing people, they, you need to be held accountable, okay? Enough is enough, all right? We're opening up everything. Let's open, you know, the jails should have never been closed in the first place, okay? The jails needed to be more accepting of people during a pandemic because these sons of bitches are out when you're not supposed to be out committing crimes. Keep them. If you have to go out and, you know, take over a Sears building that's abandoned in Riverside and have a, a, a makeshift jail with porta potties and, and bag lunches, by all means, do it. Okay? Don't tell me you can't. Don't tell me you can't. Go pitch tents in the desert and put these fuckers out there. All right? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Is there, it's an excuse for the, 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 the uh, legislature in this state to be lazy and fuck the good citizens. What's the point of arresting people then? What's the point? Uh, what it, to go on the record. Yeah. I put it on the record. Oh, that's I'm, I'm sure the victim really cares about yeah, that, 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 that record. I know. Okay. 
this has gone on long enough. We have got, to, in the first place, too many soft liberal judges, too many soft liberal politicians. We've got a DA in LA County that might as well be the public defender. Okay, you, people are gonna laugh at me. They're gonna think I'm a lunatic. They're gonna think I am an absolute madman and I've lost my mind, which I may have. <laughs> but I said this in a Facebook post and I'm sure people thought this guy's lost his rocker. He's off his fucking rocker. I am calling for the immediate arrest of Gavin Newsom. I want him arrested and put in jail for contributing to all of these heinous murders and horrific acts because his leadership, not only did he fail during the pandemic, not only did he fail with the EED, not only did he fail, he's an epic failure in everything he does. And now he's hurting people with his inattention and inaction and enabling of these out of control, violent, felon, uh, mentally unstable fucks to go out there and commit murder on good people. You had the same thing in San Dimas a week or so ago. The lady out walking her dog and some whack job kills her. Mm. You had the family in Pasadena, although it was fa- it was family uh, related. Guy go in and kill his uncle and aunt, or I, I believe it was. I, when's it? You know, you've got to have a certain level of punishment and a certain level of detention for these people. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, I mean, Bill. Otherwise, we're gonna go back to the old West. Everybody's gonna have a six shooter on their side. And when somebody looks at you cross-eyed, you're gonna blow them away. What, and, um, okay, not to make light of it, but okay, you call for the arrest of Newsom, but then he's just gonna get let out, you know, like like these criminals are getting let out. So it kind of like, what's the point? What's the point of arresting him? Well, for his record, okay, it's on his record. I mean, okay. but I, I hear what you're saying. He needs to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, is he going to be recalled? I'm, it, it looks as though it's almost certain that it's gonna be on, on a ballot and he's got to be removed. He's got to be. I mean, I would take Khloe Kardashian as governor. <laughs> over him or bring back that porn chick when uh when what's his name uh, uh schwarzenegger won anybody yeah i mean god if gary coleman was still alive he ran the last time bring him in <laughs> i mean my god man this guy is an absolute failure he's he's he you know the whole the whole um uh retirement home saga with putting covid patients in there and and and, and taking them back in after they were hospitalized just like cuomo he has no regard for life or property or anything. No, and, and that's the hypocrisy of it all is that people uh, like Newsom, they want to preach to you all, all, all they want about a safety and saving lives. You don't care about people's lives because you're letting you are in favor of letting out violent criminals who then they don't waste any time. That's a crazy thing, Bill. These I, I don't want to call them people because, you know, someone who does that to someone's not a person. But to just turn a blind eye and like, oh, well, that's just how people are. You know, criminals, let them out. I mean, that's horrific. And and it's in, you know, the final four was this weekend. And I want to look at four states uh, in honor of the final four, California, New York versus Florida and Texas. Couldn't those two, uh, the California, New York side of the bracket, we'll say, could not have done things worse and is still doing things worse. Florida and, and Texas, I'm sure they made mistakes, but this stuff would never fly in those states. I mean, the, the absolute lunacy is ridiculous. No, no. Um, 
I can't, unless there is some corruption that is so, so far down that not even the average Joe like myself can, can, can conceive, I don't know what is driving this horrific woke cancel culture. Let's let everybody out. Nobody, let's open the jails and only put cops in. Okay, granted, there are some cops that belong in jail. I'll be the first one to tell you. And I think that knucklehead in Minnesota is gonna be spending a great deal of his future in a jail, okay? Um, there are certain things that, that you can't condone. And once you permit it, you promote it. Yes. That is what Newsom and his band of idiots are doing. Law and I'm order. i to be as calm as I can right now <laughs> because I'm already to fucking explode. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have law and order, I mean, what, what do we have? We, we don't chaos. have a society with chaos. chaos. Yeah. We've got complete anarchy. I mean, uh, the, and, and, if and that's what you want. Fine. Let's all, let's all, Hey, you tell us, okay. Time to, time to, time to, uh, uh, you know, uh, saddle up and just start, you know, every man for himself. Fine. I'm good with that. Let's go. <laughs> Tell me the rules and I'll play by them. Right? There are no rules. Yeah. Tell me there are no rules and by God, I'll be the biggest fucking non-rule person there is. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, Bill, that's, uh, that's sad stuff. And, and just when you think it can't be worse in California, I mean, it, people, this state is, is so bad. It's getting worse and make no mistake about it. There's actually people who want, they don't like the, the, they want chaos. They don't want uh, a free society where there is law and order. They want absolute chaos. It, it, it promotes their uh, brand, I guess. I don't know. You know, I'm to the point now, I mean, I live in a very safe neighborhood. However, about a month ago, three weeks ago, there was a, a mother and her daughter killed by a home invasion uh, knife attack. And I don't know the I don't know the ins and outs of that investigation. I don't know if there's a suspect they're looking at, but you know, from what all my, my sources tell me is they have nothing on that. They have nothing but a blurred image of some guy walking on a trail by the house. Wow. Now, do you know how many times I've been tempted in the past three weeks at about one in the morning to uh, saddle up, put a couple weapons on, and just go walking around? Wow. And either really find something or pretend I'm a victim. Now, I know that sounds crazy, and I haven't done it, but the thoughts crossed my mind. Now, I'm either bored and really fucked up and needed to, to, you know, consider watching porn in the middle of the night or something, or, or you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, but, but I'm sick and fucking tired of criminals running amok and the cops do a great job. They are, I mean, the Riverside Police Department has done, and I'm not saying it just because I work there, okay? In fact, the shit I'm saying, they probably want to distance themselves from it because they think I'm a lunatic, <laughs> all right? But I'll say this, undaunted, undaunted they've, they've worked undaunted and unwavered in all this bullshit. They go out and they make arrests nightly, daily. They've taken guns off the street. They, they, you know, I have a friend, this kid who's on this, that department now, he's been on about a, not even less than a year. He has taken more guns off people in less than a year than I ever did in 27 years, okay? Not that he's out there working working and, and, and his ass off that hard, it's just out there. Mm -hmm. 
we had to hunt and, 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 you know, that was the big one back in the day. If we, you know, arrested somebody in a car that had a gun, that was huge. Now it's just a daily occurrence. And these folks aren't ma and pa kettle out there getting from point A to point B to make sure they're safe. These are violent parolee jackass assholes that are out dealing drugs. They're out stealing and they're armed with automatic weapons. Wait, I thought you couldn't uh, purchase firearms if you have a criminal record. And uh, that's in the, that's a law bill. Yeah. You you keep listening to the fucking idiotic Democrats, oh, okay? Oh, yeah, that's what they're going to say. Keep making laws. They work. Keep, 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 keep listening to that spew. Yeah. Okay? It's regurgitated uh, bacterial throw up is what they're giving you. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Well... Anyway, we've, we've kicked the shit out of that. Um, you know, God, you know, I, I, I feel bad for the lady. I feel bad for her family. Completely unnecessary. That's horrible. Um, and you know, you don't see it on the news, Bill. Isn't that weird? Isn't it weird? You don't see stories like this in the news. Wow, is that? It was very light. Now, let me tell you something. If this was a crazy white male who did this, CNN, ABC, NBC would be setting up live remotes from the scene of this murder. Okay, it was a Hispanic whacked out 23 year old female. And that's been glossied over because guess what? The media is state run by the Democrats. They're funded by them and they do what they're told. And there's some really good journalists out there. There's also some horseshit journalists. There's there's people behind these cameras that didn't take a journalism class in their life. They're just pretty faces repeating what is put in their earplug and that's a shame mm -hmm. that is a shame you know um i'm not saying all but a great deal of them are very liberal and they hate the man and the man is bad and everybody else is right yeah so that's where we're at folks oh it's it's pretty sad you know Bill, I, I saw some cop shows from not too long ago actually uh and i kept hearing them talk about it was actually a female uh, lieutenant who was making the call out and she was saying uh, I need more manpower S send me every man you got and I was like wow I don't think that could be said today uh, I don't think they would say manpower anymore uh, well, I'll tell you what I think uh, we're going that direction back you know I, I had a female partner uh, for about a year 1986 and god bless her um, I'm not going to say her name because you know I don't want to embarrass her there's nothing to embarrass about she was, she was a good partner um, uh, she, one night, she, she, uh, I went home early, and I still have my radio on when I'm in the station. And um, when she went, you know, you have to let dispatch know that you're now a one-person car, which is what they would say nowadays. Well, this is 1986, and, you know, she was all female, trust me. Uh, she got on the air, and she goes, yeah, uh, ID 473, which was me, is now 107. I'll be a one-man ID 224 or whatever the hell she was. Mm -hmm. I'll be a one-man. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, did she have a sex change in the last 15 minutes? And I didn't think it was just the terminology. Just the terminology. Yeah. And we just glossed it. Yeah. And now, my God, that would be breaking news. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, changing the verbiage. We got to change everything. Change it. Change everything. Uh, okay. To some other news. Okay. Huge news in uh, the uh, Major League woke uh, wokeness that is Major League Baseball. Everything was great. The season started. We have fans in the stands. Great opening day. And then some news on Friday that Major League Baseball is moving their All-Star game out of Atlanta 
out of Atlanta. I, they haven't said where yet because of this new voting bill that was passed in Georgia, a vote, a voting bill that suppresses voters, oppresses voters. Uh, bill, I don't know where to even start with this. There's over 30 other states who have probably more restrictive voting policies than Georgia does. But the big one is just having to present an ID to vote. What a concept. Identify who you are. Okay. First of all, there are some really, really hypocritical two-faced bastards that are hooked up in this thing. First of all, Major League Baseball. Rob Manfred is a complete disgrace to Major League Baseball. Yes. He needs to be out immediately. Um, I, I posted something on Facebook on Friday when this came out. I was very, 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 very critical of him. And I got a, I got thumbs up from people that were former Major League Baseball players, former Major League umpires. They gave me a thumbs up on this, and I thought I'd catch hell. Like Bill, you got to shut the fuck up, man. You're you're what are you doing? You know? Well, no, I don't. I don't. Last time I checked, I don't. Okay. <laughs> so um, he is a disgrace to do that. He is shitting on the on the memory of Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron was an Atlanta Brave back in the day. He just passed a couple months ago. Um, so we're going to screw Cobb County, Georgia, their small business, their hotels, their, all that, because of a political move. It should have no bearing on baseball, okay? Rob Manfred has stuck his toe in the water that he, he doesn't belong in, and sooner or later, there's going to be an electrical current in it, and it's going to shock the shit out of him. Okay, he is way out of his league. The hypocritical part of this is a I'm 61 years old. I look like I'm 80. Okay, I go to a game. I buy a beer. They want to see ID. What about the will call tickets at Major League Major League Baseball requires an identification, right? Correct. Correct. They also um, uh, Delta Airlines is part of this thing. Oh, yeah. Delta. Don't you have to show ID to get on a plane to fly? Yeah. Last time I checked, you do. What? I want to know what part of this is racist because that let's, let's not beat around this. This is what people it's, it's a racist bill. What in there makes it harder for one race of people to vote over another. And once again, this is designed for the sick, lame, lazy, whether they be white, black, Hispanic, Asian, Whatever. This is this whole is designed for absentee voters that are completely absent to where the Democrats can can vote for them. That's all it is. That's all it is. If you can't figure that out after the last fucking election, you're 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 you, dumb as a box of rocks. You would think from the articles I've seen published and the yeah. headlines that that they they've said people can't vote. They're not allowed to vote anymore. That's what it is. The press is pushing. If if I were a black male or a Hispanic male or an idiotic white male, which I could be, I would be offended that you think I can't, don't, I don't have the, the wherewithal to go vote with an ID. You don't think that I have the ability to go and vote legitimately that in that right there is discrimination that's that's what i constantly say it's like anytime you say someone is not capable of doing something that's prejudice and you know what and screw dave roberts for being for being the consummate 
company man that he is. Okay, here's a guy that says he's the manager of a baseball team, but he takes direction from the from the computer people upstairs on changes and on pitching matchups and on everything else. So he is the consummate company man. So if he's going to take, if he's going to let these egghead computer people dictate how he ma manages a baseball game, you damn, you're damn right he's going to be a good company man and a yes sir man to the commissioner on a situation like this. All right. Now, I think Dave Roberts is probably a very nice man. Uh, he's a, probably a really good motivator. He's a good clubhouse guy. He's probably a good, good guy to play for. However, as a leader, as a leader, I think he, he, uh, he needs, he needs some work. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> think he's being his own man when it comes to, now they're paying him an outlandish amount of money to be a robot in the dugout when they tell him, have this guy uh, hit and run. He doesn't. Because if he doesn't, he overrides him and it, and, it, and it goes to shit, it's his ass. If it if he takes his orders and it goes to shit, hey, I'm just doing what I was told. It's mm -hmm. not my fault. Uh, you know, I couldn't manage that way. I couldn't no. play that way. No. I couldn't do any job that way. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know who I want to uh, publicly uh, say shame on you is uh, President Biden. Pre oh, President Biden. Daily. Yeah. Well, he really Bill, he referred to this as as uh, quote Jim Crow laws. Do you have any idea what the Jim Crow laws, voting laws were, President Biden? Do you have any idea? That was real oppression. That was real racism and, pre and prejudice. This is, what, what you comparing the, the current Georgia voting bill to that totally diminishes what can't the injustice that happened back then. I can't remember what color diaper he wore yesterday or this morning when he got up. Mm -hmm. okay? he, he's just, he's, he, you talk about a program company man by the, from the Democrats. That is Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay. And I think, I think it's only taken about, what, three months now for the Democrats to figure out that they've got a complete brain dead pile of dog shit in Kamala Harris. <laughs> Her hysterical, uh, uh, barstool giggling drunk giggle of hers and her laughter at things such as, are you gonna go down to the, you know, they put her in charge of the border situation and what's she doing? What's she doing? Nothing. They put her, you know, and she was asked about, about uh, parents, um, you know, uh, having to teach their kids Zoom and she broke into a hysterical hyena laughter. It's a nervous laughter because she doesn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. She's caught off guard. She's got off guard with, hey, how are you this morning? She doesn't know what to say there either. She's a complete idiot, okay? She's gotten her way to where she's at by being subservient in manners that women do for men, okay? Read between the lines. Read between the lines, okay? And her not knowing the etiquette to salute. Her shoulder, her shoulder must have been hurt or something. When she gets on the airplane, completely, completely unacceptable, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and, you know, she is a complete epic failure. And why the Democrats rolled the dice with her, even they're starting to figure her out now. And I firmly believe they're going to keep Biden on life support, at least through his uh, term. 
Yeah. I don't think you're going to see her step in because even the Democrats think, oh, my God, what have we done? <laughs> well, they got their smart, which that the jury's out on that, you know. Let's hope so. Well, much like an ugly game, Bill, an ugly uh, victory, that's all that matters is who, who has the points uh, at the end of the game. And that's kind of what I feel to your analogy analogy for your topic there is that what, whatever the case is, they got the ball, they got the game, they're, they're, they're winning. And so uh, they don't need to be, it doesn't need to be a pretty win. Um, I want to go, okay, for total uh, transparency here, I'm going to look at the New York Times, which is by far no bastion of right-wing politics or anything. They, they're about as left as you can get. Uh, these are a few of the significant changes to voting in Georgia, uh, as, as were uh, di- diagnosed by a New York Times writer. Uh, these are some bullet points. Uh, voters will now have less time to request absentee ballots. Well, well, how much time do you need? The election's in four years. Start, start your absentee ballot uh, stuff now. Uh, be ready. Uh, strict, and I love the language uh, of the New York Times, too. Strict new ID requirements for absentee ballots. Don't you want an absentee ballot to be uh, authenticated? Don't do, why? What part is is bad about that? Don't you want that piece of paper, whatever it is you send in to be? This is something we've done for 200 and some odd years. The only time we changed this and to, went to this farce is because of the pandemic to make it easier for people to vote during the pandemic. Well, by all accounts, the pandemic is waning down and you know, uh, this shit should be stopped. I, I believe by the next, unless they drag this out and Fauci is still mouthing his bullshit in 20, uh, 24, it should go back to the way, way it was, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and California with their ridiculous shit. I mean, come on. It's like, they are making it so all of the criminals, all of the undocumented workers, all of the people that are, for some reason, are too lazy or inefficient to register to vote, can't qualify to vote. Doesn't mean they will vote, but those ballots will be proxied by Democrats. Yeah, it's very, very simple. Yeah. How can these morons? How can these 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 pillars of of complete anarchy be voted in by common, uh, like-minded, decent people, whether you're Democrat or Republican? How can that happen? Mm. That's, I, I hear you there, Bill. Uh, I, a couple more bullet points here from the New York Times, just because it's it's laughable to me, the language they use at times to like prove their point. Uh, and, and if you just read news with an open mind and if you just listen to the little rhetoric, I mean, I, I would hope more people would uh, would understand. Drop boxes still exist, but barely. Well, what does that mean? Like, come on, New York Times. Uh, mobile voting centers like an RV are essentially banned. Well, I'll, I got no issue there. Um, this one is hilarious because they lie. They, they leave out facts. Uh, offering food or water to voters waiting in line now risks misdemeanor charges. They, they, they left out the part where it only restricts people who are basically running the polling place. So you can't just, you know, 
encouragement. I'll tell you, man, all the times I've gone to vote, I've had, I've had uh, catering companies come up to me and offer me uh, donuts, burgers, sandwiches, Cokes. I mean, my God. I can't believe all the racism yeah. in this new bill. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, it's completely racist. I'll tell you. Every, everything about this. This is ridiculous. Uh, it's just, I, I got to stop it's now. A, it's a slam into their narrative. Mm-hmm. And they've, 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 they've uh, reacted like the little spoiled bitches that they are. Well, you noticed that Anytime you start presenting facts, so you start to, pre- to analyze actual data. Facts? Facts mean nothing. <laughs> the F word? Facts? Oh, yeah. Facts? Facts, no. Facts that, that when you release a, a violent criminal on a citation, they got murdered? That is a fact, my friend. No, Bill, Bill that's right. Ra- you, you are speaking racist. You are racist, right? That's all you have to do to, instead of debate or have a conversation if you smear something this nope you're racist like as soon as you are demissed you've won the argument like how many times you had a baseball argument bill and you're talking about what happened and as soon as a coach goes oh that's bs it's like okay well he's got nothing left to say you know it is what it is so all right shame on major league baseball rob manfred i, I was looking forward to watching a little baseball this year i'm not sure how much i'm gonna watch this year what, man? It, it took the wind out of my sail to watch baseball now. I really don't care. In fact, the Dodgers, I could give two shits if they win another game this year. Okay, I know there's a lot of Dodger fans out there, a lot of Dodger fanatics that love the Dodgers, yada, yada. Okay, great. All right, good. Uh, I'm, I've, I've now taken a step back. Um, I don't feel it's in my best interest uh, for my mental sanity to really follow baseball like I used to. And it's a game I love. Mm-hmm. When Rob Manfred is replaced and you bring in a, a, a common sense um uh, commissioner when all this woke cancel culture shit has been put to bed which who knows when that's going to be uh i may watch it again but i'm watching it very very i did watch last night i watched otani get a 700 foot home run and throw the ball 114 miles an hour that was pretty entertaining <laughs> that second as a pitcher you know i thought i was watching a you know Ontario uh, National Little League game <laughs> best hitter in the lineup batting second you know but hey joe madden do what you want god bless you you know, you're an innovator, uh, innovative manager. Good go. But they still they play defense like a little league team. Like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to talk some baseball. We're going to talk some sports. But uh, I, I do say Major League Baseball, you, be, you better be careful. Uh, okay, the NFL can basically survive anything. The NBA ratings have gone incredibly down because of uh, some of their policies. So Major League Baseball, you need to really analyze what you're doing here because I think it's going to be devastating to you in the long run, this whole uh, – let's be on the side of woke and, and, you know, it's all, it's all nonsense. Okay. Bill, we have a lot of questions, a lot of questions, a lot of topics here. Look right into that camera. You you ready? You need any coffee or anything? You good to go? I can wait. We can, we can, we can get fired up here. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Coach Tarico, Will Tarico. uh, He says, I think you'll cover it all. The UCLA reaction and major league baseball moving the all-star game. We We pretty much did. And will, we talked about the, uh, the UCLA game and the, uh, national championship preview in a Facebook live video that we did Monday morning. So you can go back and look at that. Uh, But anyway, an amazing basketball game from UCLA. Okay, Bill, this is from Todd Carson. And uh, this is in regards to officiating umpiring. Mm -hmm. He says, what have you done and, or what should you do when a player or coach gets on you and you know, they are right you know you messed up a call. Obviously, if it's a rule discrepancy that can be fixed, but what about like outs and safe? If the guy wasn't a jerk, did you perhaps consider giving him one maybe later? Close play for making it up? No, no, no. What I did do is this, and I, I did it a couple times. Uh, if the guy's an asshole, whether it be a coach, manager, or player, 
uh, they get nothing from me. You know? <laughs> they get nothing. They get zero. You know, they deserve they deserve a shitty call every once in a while. Okay, in my opinion. Part of the game. Yeah, part of the game. I didn't mean to. It wasn't intentional. I didn't go to to intentionally screw them. However, there have been times. There have been times that if it's a good level-headed, humble ball player, if I bang him out on strike three and I go, oh, shit, that was inside. And he just looks at me like, really, dude? And walks away. You know, two at-bats later, I've done this. But you have to have trust in this guy that he's not going to shit backwards on you. I have gone up and said, hey, I think that, uh, that call third and the third inning might have been a little, a little inside. That's, that's my bat. Okay? Keep hacking. And they appreciate honesty. Yeah. Very few ball players I'll do that to. Yes. Very few because they will shove it up your ass. Oh, and, and, and quite honestly, a lot of them are dishonest. Right. They'll say you said yeah. something when you didn't. It's like, okay. Yeah. But uh, there's been a couple that I've had trust in to where I've done that. And that's, that was never in college and never in high school, but a couple guys that had been, had big league experience and then went to the American Association. So they're playing, they're playing there for a hobby basically. Um, and they were, mature enough to, to understand that and they didn't and they didn't perceive that as a weakness on your part mm-hmm. they perceived it as a human being being honest yeah okay there were coaches at the division one level that knew they, they read but they'd come out and they knew you kicked it and when they looked in your eyes they, they could see you know okay bill just admit to me you kicked it and i'll be your friend again i said i'm not gonna do that right now yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to do that right now. Oh, that's... Said, Get your money's worth because you know what? Read between the lines there, Skipper. Uh, I'm not going to do it right now. So you might as well get your money's worth because uh, you're not getting anything out of me right now. Yeah. I'd love to have another look at that one, Skip. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Said that, that. That, that says and, it without saying it. And uh, uh, now, have I, when they've been on the good side of things, and I did this with uh, an old Skipper who'd been around forever. And a guy named Tim Johnson, who managed the Tucson Toros Whoa. in the Golden Baseball League. He was a former manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, he, I, again, back in those days, we were housed with the visiting teams. So a guy like Tim, who liked to have a, a, a Pepsi Cola after a game, <laughs> I would see him in the bar and he'd wave and I'd wave and he'd call me over. And he used to call me Barnsley. He goes, Barnsley, you did a good job tonight, except for that one fucking out. But he <laughs> said he was safe. And I said, okay, Timmy, God damn it. Thanks. Uh, I owe you beer on that one. I kicked the shit out of it. He goes, that's all right. He goes, you know how many times I, I put on a bunt and I should have hit and run? You know, I, I fuck them up too. Mm-hmm. So those kind of guys, hey, they will take it to their grave and they'll be decent about it. There are some uh, that you – you don't admit it until you, you know, you, you, you stand your ground and you don't give in. No, but there are no. some that you can be a human being with. If you come out like a maniac, uh, sorry, I got nothing for you. There's no conversation that's going to be had. Uh, and conversely, if I give you an explanation and then you lose your mind, okay, now your credibility is uh, done too. Gary Adcock at UC at Cal Baptist. I've known Gary I umpired <laughs> him when he was in Pony League. Okay? <laughs> and his voice hasn't, matured since he was 12 years old either he still comes out with a whiny squeaky voice i love gary to pieces i just i just i just texted him the other night uh they're having a great year they're down at at um rio grande playing uh anyway um there was a call at third base one time and it was when we were adjusting to a new mechanic 
my plate umpire came up on the old mechanic and I was there where I should have been. And I, I just for a moment, I looked over and I saw the guy there and I go, what the hell is he doing here? I missed the play. I didn't see the play. Oh, so I look back and I go, and the other umpire goes, go ahead, Bill. So I called him out and I guess he was safe as fuck. Okay. Cause I didn't see the play <laughs> instead of just shutting it down and going over to my plate my plate guy who was there. I saw better than I, did. I stood my, I, go, I was in shock. I was like, you know, deer in the headlights. Gary goes, Bill, my God, how can you miss that? He goes, for God's sakes, man. What, what were you looking at? I go, Gary, look at my body language. Read between the lines here. Yeah. He goes, okay, you kicked it. I get it. But I just want you to get the call right. I said, well, I will next time. <laughs> and that was it. That's it. You know, that's it. I mean, what can you do? What can you do? I mean, once you kind of give them the impression that you understand you fucked up, unless they just want to get kicked out and keep arguing, mm -hmm. they're going to shut up and go away. They're going to be pissed and they're going to be angry. But you know what? Life goes on. I had uh, a co I'll say his name, Randy Benton at Cal Poly. There was a play at the plate and he came out and he argued. And Randy, and I, I, I think have a decent rapport, decent relationship. Like uh, he can get hot. His assistants can get hot, but there's always a professionalism there. And there was a play at the plate and the, the, the kid slid in. And it was one of those where the ball, the ball beat him ball. It was close, but the tag was a little high on maybe the hip, you know? And I was like, Hey, he's not, he's like, how's he not out there? I said, Hey, he got in, he got his, uh, he, he got his foot in before the tag was applied. And, uh, Randy goes, he slid head first. And I went, well said, I got no, uh, I got no response for that one. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to, you know, throw in the towel and hope that, uh, you know, they don't, that the, the house doesn't burn down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, maybe I didn't see what I thought so, I saw. Again, answering the question, Sometimes you don't give in depending on the person you, 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 you go to the, you go to the mat with it. Sometimes you basically in a very, very, very clandestine manner, admit you fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's it. Some, so there is a time and a place, but again, if you're a maniac, I can't you gotta trust your, 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 your enemy on that one. Oh, <laughs> all right, Bill, this is from Freddie Monteblanco. He says, uh, what other profession interested bill besides becoming a cop? or maybe a couple different professions that you thought about getting into. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I was going to school and then especially after when I started like my freshman, sophomore year, my intention was to be a, uh, a coach, a baseball coach, PE teacher, you know, cause those guys don't do shit. They take a roll and th throw out a couple of tether balls <laughs> and stand there and flirt with the girls. Okay. And I thought, Hey, that'd be a cool job. You know, I mean, they get, you're, you're, you get an, an anatomy and physiology degree. You're supposed to know which muscles connected to which bone. Well, I'll tell you what, I was never taught that in high school. Were you? <laughs> I was always taught, hey, go out there and be the best badminton shuttlecock hitter you can be. <laughs> all right. So I'm thinking, man, that'd be a cool job, you know, Just wear shorts and a T-shirt all day and then go have lunch and then put on your baseball uniform and go out and coach in the afternoon. That's it. Nice, you know, nice day. That would have been a good, but you know what? I had to work hard in school and I had to study and I had to take classes that I didn't like. And I said, you know what? Fuck this. You know, I was out one night at a Denny's restaurant about two in the morning and I saw these cops in there drinking coffee and, 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 and waitresses flirting with them. And I said, Hey, now that is for me. <laughs> that is for me. Drive fast. Point guns at people and chicks flirt with you. What do I find out? 
So in a nutshell, prior to my chosen profession, I had thought about being a coach. Wow. Never did I want to be a civil engineer, an airline pilot, for God's sakes, never a fireman. Uh, You know, I I just, that was, those were my two options and I went with option B and here I am. What about a radio broadcaster or podcaster? I I mean, if, if, if I, there were two fantasy jobs I had. The first one, if you heard my voice singing, is completely out of the question. I, would, I wanted to be a, a Vegas lounge act. <laughs> Seeing either Frank Sinatra, Paul Anka, or, uh, um, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Sleep till the afternoon. Yeah, get up, have a little, a little yeah. dinner. and I got a little, uh, got a little Bob Goulet in me. <laughs> you know? But it, my voice is dog shit. Therefore, that's out of the question. So now, you know, I listen to these lunatics uh uh, john and ken in the afternoon and they they inspire me i I listen to you know the great the great the late recently late g gordon liddy yes his show the june man and i thought my god this guy is brilliant i mean great staunch right wing Richard Nixon supporting White House plumber from back in the day went in, fucked up the burglary at the Watergate, took it, took 100% uh, responsibility for it. In fact, when it was going down, he said, I am not a snitch. I will take my lumps. You want to put me in prison for 50 years? Do it. Well, they put him in for 20 years, but he was, he got an early out. His he went to, I believe it was the chief of staff for Nixon, a guy named Bob Halderman, a UCLA grad, by the way, another crook in the whole Nixon thing, <laughs> and said, Mr. Halderman, I completely fucked this up. I, it's, my, it's, it's my bad. I said, if you want to kill me, tell me which corner to be on, have your snipers ready, and I will be there and kill me. Do not come to my house. Do not, bother, do not leave blood in my home. I have a wife and daughters. Please spare me that. If you do want to kill me, tell me where to be. Have your killer, have your, have your uh, mechanic there to take me out. So I thought, wow, that's guy, commitment, this man. Guy's, man. This guy's this team guy, player. Yeah. I mean, how much more commitment can you get out of him? And he had a radio show. I loved his radio show. The only time I took exception with anything he said was, and I think he had it. His intentions were well intended, but I still didn't like it is when ATF and I believe the FBI and somebody else fucked up the uh, Ruby Ridge shooting where they killed uh, Randy, 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 whatever his name was, his wife and kid. Mm, Yeah. And his um, his uh, his his response to that was when a federal officer comes through your door without a warrant and you need to defend yourself, you shoot them in the head because they were bulletproof vests. Oh, man. I thought, come on. Yeah, that's a, that's a little much, dude. That's a little much. You know, call off the dogs, take it back. But he didn't. And, he, and people kept on listening. And, you know, I gave him, you know, you know, I was a young, I was, well, not a young, I was in the mid-90s. I was a cop then. And I thought, what an asshole. Why would he say that? You know, I love the guy. But when he says something like that, I just lose a little respect for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I gave him a mulligan, and he showed up when Richard Nixon died, and he was buried out at his uh, his uh, library in Whittier. <clears throat> Liddy showed up three hours early to the funeral, sat in a chair by himself, and stared 
stared at the at the burial site of where Nixon was going to be buried and just for three hours sat there in complete wow. stoic silence and laid, uh, uh, you know, tribute to the guy who put him on the map in more ways than one. Oh, yeah. Wow. The G-Man has gone. He, he left us at age 90, I believe, on Monday. So uh, Godspeed, G. Gordon Liddy. Um, I know you're probably up there having a, a, a spiritful, heated debate with the maker himself. So don't <laughs> let your mouth override your ass or your ass override your mouth and, 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 and be a good angel and do what you're told. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Well, uh, great, great uh, discussion there with Fred's question. So a coach, a P teacher or a, yeah. uh, or and a, wanna, and a wannabe G man, radio broadcaster. I could see you having a table in Vegas, just a table where you come out and like a podcast kind of, but you have a live studio audience and you just not quite tell jokes. Well, that's, what he but did. you that's just kind of that's what the g-man did with timothy leary the lsd advocate the uh, hey drop out get high guy oh. and you know what? And, and him and leary would, would travel uh on this uh you know little little uh, uh situation and they would come out and they'd have debates about you know drugs versus god and this and that and people really really you know Loved it. He made a lot of money doing that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the G man was, was, uh, was, you know, he was, was, could do just about anything. <laughs> G Gordon. Except burglarize a fucking building. <laughs> yeah. An office building or whatever the hell. Watergate. Wow. Uh, okay. Nick Gonzalez writes in. This is baseball question for you, Bill. Uh, you mentioned it already about Otani's performance last night, but Nick says, can Otani have a sustained success being a hitter and pitcher, or are the Angels better off having him focus on just yeah. one or the other? Well, here's an if. Okay. And again, it doesn't mean anything because it, it does. I see a rule change coming in baseball. Okay. Where, like in college, if you list your pitcher slash DH. Yeah. Okay. So last night, what could have happened was Otani's hitting in the second hole, pitching. You put slash DH. Once he's, once he's lifted as the pitcher, he can still remain as the DH. I see that rule change coming next year. For and the call it the Otani roll. The Otani roll. <laughs> I see that coming. So, in the interim, I think that <laughs> here's the problem: when you pitch him, like Madden said last night, you want to put him high in the order so you can maximize his at bats, yeah. his plate appearances. That's the only way you can do it if he's pitching, because once you pull him, now you're going to a National League uh, type uh, lineup. So I would do nothing but DH him. And on the day he pitches, do what Joe did last night. Yeah, because as a pitcher, he can't really, like, play other positions, right? Because it would be stress on his arm, arm maybe. Right. Play. DH and pitch every five days, whatever the hell it is. And, uh, you know, so, yeah. So because of that. And maybe rest him the day before he pitches or just mm -hmm. come off the bench. As that's true. Um, that's That would be about the most uh, sensible way to deal with him he can clearly uh, play both sides of the he's clearly a two-way player you know a uh, pitcher and a hitter yes. uh, and he does both well so i don't think why why not utilize him you know i because of his situation he will probably never play for a national league team because of that uh, the, the ability to, you know, sit back and hit right. uh, rather than he'd have to play, play a position unless we go to the universal DH, which could be maybe a tie into that. That's coming. And mark my words, April 5th, 2021. You heard it here first. Next year, there will be a pitcher slash DH rule in 
<laughs> they want more offense. That's, uh, I guess, one way to do it. Okay. Uh, this is kind of funny. I sent you some of these questions in advance. You remember the one with Kevin's? I sent you about the bridles. I'll read this question to you. Uh, he goes, this is for Real Barnes. Speaking of happy endings, how many stores are, are expected to be fronts? Uh, he says, growing up at Temple City, there was a bridal shop every other building on Las Tunas. I don't know if you've driven through there, but the whole street is lined with I bridal shops. Bridal shops because it's always been bad luck. To me. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. He says, I always wonder how they stayed open when I never saw one person walk in. As law enforcement, what warrants a bust on places like this and all other massage parlors? And by the way, Kevin's is not saying those places are those things. Okay. But I, I don't know anything about bridal shops, but I can tell you I have a little experience in massage parlors, working vice. If every so often we would go in and disguise under the, the auspice that we're just some, you know, slapdick off the street wanting a massage. And if they didn't, if they couldn't tell we were cops, they, you know, once we rolled over, they'd go, they'd point and go, you know, whatever. And you said yes or no. And if you said yes, once they started, you would stop them and the gigs up and boom, you know, you're going to get cited for, you know, solicitation to engage in, you know, whatever it may be. Or if we had complaints from the citizens. Well, the only time we got a complaint is if some knucklehead didn't get the service he wanted. And so then we would act on those. Um, <clears throat> Thanks, Kevin. You know, illegal, um, you know, this, this, this female marketing thing has really taken off over the years. And I don't know what the new criteria is. I know that whenever I went into one back in the day when I was working, we always had a 65-year-old sagged out, you know, barely speaking English grandmother type. And there's no way you could get excited for such a thing. So... I didn't think it was that big of a problem, at least for me at the time, because uh, nothing she would offer me excited me. So um, we had to play the game. So it's a lot different now than it was then, from what I understand. Um, I'm not saying I have never had a massage in the last 25 years, but it's always been a really reputable firm, not one of these uh, mom and pop uh, Charlie Chan joints down on Foothill Boulevard. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, uh, so that's the best I can answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll leave it at that, uh, Senator. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kevin Scarpio. Always great questions from the high desert. The high desert, man. The, the, the heat is on, and it's baking the brain to answer some really, really riveting questions. <laughs> All right. This is a, one from our good friend John Lee up in Oregon. Big John. Yeah. Big Love J to hear from John. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he says, I would like to hear a breakdown or a comparison of the Adam Morrison UCLA Gonzaga thriller back in 06 versus the one that just happened. I know Bill's not a basketball guy, but uh, it could be an interesting topic comparing those two games. Well, I not I know that Adam Morrison cried like a little woman when he <laughs> lost in 06 on the court. Okay? That I do remember. Okay, I don't know who they played. I don't know the circumstances. UCLA. Oh, was it UCLA? Yeah, they, oh, they, they blew a 17-point lead to the Bruins. Well, I'd cry too. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. I do remember he looked like a, 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 a 
two-year-old that had his rattle taken away from him. <laughs> and he's looking for his pacifier. Yeah. Okay. Um, come on, Adam. And then I, he was the radio guy. Yes, I heard that. I heard, the, I heard him explode with the, with the and, and good for you, Adam. Great. Enjoy. You know what? I don't think you need to talk shit because that's 06. It's now 15 years ago. And let me just answer. Let me just ask you this, Adam, if you're listening and you're going to answer me, tell me about the best play in your pro career. Yeah. Being drafted. That was probably being drafted. Is a lottery pick. That's it. Uh, there's 12 guys on the bench and you had the 12th seat. Okay. So <laughs> how's that working for you now? You're, you're doing the color commentary for Gonzaga. You're probably living in Spokane. You're the big man on campus. Uh, good for you, man. You know, yeah. relish the victory. And, um, Again, tell me how your pro career turned out. Yeah, that's a reason to cry right there. Uh, I'm, I'm about to cry right yeah, now because yeah. it's, it's, it's sad as fuck that the guy never got – he was the 12th guy on a team of 11, and he never got off the bench. He picked up the chair for the coach and put it down for him. Okay. That's it. <laughs> um, so, Adam, relish in this victory, man. 15 years coming. I hope your I hope your tears are dry. Check check out. Oh, he had the long hair to dry tears with. Uh, check out that radio call if you want to hear. He's he's the not the play by play, but he chimes. Yes, as he the shot almost, goes up. It was almost as good as Marcus Johnson back when uh, when the when the guy from UCLA went the distance in a layup. Oh, Ty Sidney. Yes. Yeah, as good as Marcus Johnson. Um, I, I will say, John, you know, that was one of the best basketball games I've seen. UCLA totally played out of their mind. We've already talked about this uh, on the Facebook Live we did Monday. But, I mean, how can you top that? UCLA down five under a minute. They hit a three, get a stop, tie the game with three seconds left. And then there were some great videos, Bill, of – like UCLA Westwood bars when they tied it going nuts. And then three seconds later, it gets super quiet, pretty funny stuff. Uh, but uh, I think both games Gonzaga was supposed to be, was the, um, uh, the, well, the, the favorite. I, I have a funny story about when the guy hit the three pointer, oh. I was sitting in a chair watching it in the living room, the person here with me, I yelled something like, you gotta be fucking shitting me. <laughs> And she goes, what? What did I do? <laughs> Completely oblivious. Yes. While I was watching. What? What just happened? What did I do? <laughs> this is the beauty of video. You could yeah. see Bill's impressions yeah. here. I mean, I came out of the chair, man. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, okay, double overtime. Here we go. Yeah. And I'm thinking, no, that. Oh my God, that went in. I, you know, and I erupted <laughs> with spontaneous uh, combustion, spontaneous verbiage, uh, you know, foul language. And, you know, I was whatever. Okay. Big win. Big win for Gonzaga. The win tonight. Go get him. Yeah. So you, Bill, can can attest to this, not from a basketball standpoint, but I, this is a really good question, I think, from John. He says, I would like to know from an official standpoint, how do you officiate differently with a minute or less on the clock? Why would you make a certain call in the meat of regulation, but not in the last seconds? Or, or does that happen? He's, he's making a reference to, in the Real Hondo Prep game Thursday night, there was a pretty bad personal foul called late in the game. I saw the play happen, and my immediate thought was, they're going to flag that. And then I looked at the back judge, and he was thinking about it. He was thinking about it because there was under a minute left, and he was like, uh, he threw it late, so it looked really bad. Um, but according – the way the rules – this is the big reason I got up officiating football. Some of the rules and things they want you to enforce, I just – I can't support or believe in. So uh, that type of play, they just don't want to happen anymore. So 
not a good time for it. There never is. But anyway, Bill, back to the question. Under a minute or in baseball, the last inning, I don't think any official wants to make a glamorous call it, under it, a minute it left. jumps out at you. Yeah. Like a balk. You don't want to call a balk in the ninth inning. <laughs> you, know, you don't want to balk in the, the, the time runner winning. Run. You haven't called that all game. Right, because I haven't seen it all. Yeah. Okay? You picked a bad time you to do it. a bad time to do it. Uh-huh. All right. If, if you can, if, if, if it can be supported, and if it's big on videotape, if the tape don't lie, mm-hmm. if it can be supported like that charge call the other night, yeah, outstanding call. Mm-hmm. It went against UCLA, but I haven't seen one person other than some dipshit UCLA fan who doesn't know a charge from a block say that it wasn't. It was a charge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it jumps out at you, you got to call it mm-hmm. because then it's on you. Yeah, You're the weak, pathetic one that chokes in the last inning, okay, or the last seconds of the game. A ticky-tack deal here or there, you might want to dismiss it. What's a tough, tough call you had to make in a huge situation? Uh, it was it was going to be an unpopular play at the very end of the game that probably decided a game. Does, oh. does anything come to mind, football or baseball? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't call it. And none of us called it, although it was very, very close to being a Bach. Um, bottom of the ninth, Division II championship game in a regional. Winner goes to Cary, North Carolina. The loser goes home. It's Sonoma State versus Cal Poly Pomona. I'm working third base. All right, thank God. We've got a young kid <laughs> working second, and we have, uh, I believe it was Tony Prater working first. Okay, and it wouldn't be his call anyway. It would either have been me, the plate guy, who was it was Phil Detro, his last game ever. Wow. Phil Detro, last game ever. And a kid from Washington, uh, I can't remember his name. Good umpire. And I'm I'm sorry he quit early, but he was a really good umpire and a great, great career of him ahead of him. Um the first baseman is playing behind the uh it's first and third or basically it was either first and third bases loaded two outs uh pomona's down one and they put the uh first baseman behind the runner at first however the pitcher the pitcher's got a great great move Mm -hmm. and sure as shit here comes the first baseman in behind and it was one of those where did he clear the rubber or didn't he when he stepped off Ooh, okay. and spin moved him. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was one of those. And I, I, I'd seen Sonoma all year. And I knew this guy was good for that. So I pre-pitched myself to watch this. <laughs> and I go, I'm calling it because Randy's a smart coach and he's going to tell Jimmy, his first base coach to tell this guy to be aware of this shit. Well, none of that happened. <laughs> none of that happened. And so it happens. He's out from me to the cabinet over there. And it's over. Done. Mm-hmm. I'm walking off, and I have to go through Randy's dugout. Ooh, yep. And Randy comes out. He goes, looks at me. He goes, so that's the way it ends, Bill? Bill, that's the way it's going to end? That's the way my season ends on that. I go, yeah. <laughs> I go, it's tragic, but that's the way it ends. <laughs> and he knew it. Yeah. But it was damn close. Yeah. And and that was a it was huge ramifications because if Pomona wins, 
they're, they're, they're in the World Series. Sonoma won, and they went back. Yeah, there's a time to nitpick. Well, there really isn't a time to nitpick, but you don't want to go create drama. We looked at, we looked at it on tape the best we could. This is 2011, so the video wasn't as good as it is now. Um, and I think we got it right yeah. by not calling it. There was nothing egregious in the move. So that's about the closest, most uh, having big, you know, uh, having a big effect on someone's season was that it in, was a non-call in honor of March madness. I have a quite crazy basketball story. When I was officiating, I was down in orange County officiating a second round game. Uh, some team from Hemet playing against El Medina high school and the These boys are girls. This is a boys game. <laughs> Cause if it was girls, I wouldn't give them a shit. Full gym packed. Yeah. Absolutely packed and couldn't hear yourself the whole game. It's back and forth. Great game. One of the best games I ever worked. And uh, the visiting team is leading by three with about two seconds left. And they got to go the length of the court. I'm at the other end of the floor. This kid throws a baseball pass all the way up the floor. Uh, the defender goes up to try to get it. He, he comes up just short. The offensive player catches it and like over his shoulder in front of his bench and like falling out of bounds, throws up this three pointer that goes in at the buzzer to tie the game. The stands emptied. All the entire students, the crowd, hundreds of kids run on the floor, this big, exciting play. And the visiting team's like, whoa, what is this? What is this? And, and I'm like, oh, I've never seen this before. Call what do we do? Call <laughs> we cleared the floor. We brought the coaches. We said, okay, we have a technical foul Perfect. on the home team. Good. We are going to overtime. That was yes. the first thing we said. We're going to overtime regardless. Right. So we're going to start overtime with uh, two free throws for the visiting team and they get possession, right? Well, that did we do that? I think we flipped, we tossed the ball okay. still, but anyway, what the kid, yeah, I think that's, and we may have messed it up. So they may have gotten the ball, got the ball, but anyway, whatever happened, they made one of two, mm -hmm. we got overtime and uh, that team won the game by one point after a missed very close shot in the paint well, by the home it team. Behooves you <laughs> so it, have security there to keep people oh, off your court. Yes, it does. Okay. It was uncomfortable uh, getting well, off know, that feet, you know, that court. You, you you enforce the rules as written, did mm -hmm. you not? Yes, we did. And you're covered. We did. It, it may be unpopular. You know, it's unpopular when I go 80 miles an hour and I get a ticket, but <laughs> they're enforcing the rules as written. Yeah, and it's not like I was like, you know what? I hope people run on the floor after this game, and we have to start overtime with a technical, which I've never done before. And uh, yeah, that was not fun. So I wasn't looking for that. It just kind of happened, John. Uh, I don't think if I'm if I'm speaking for most officials, most officials do not want to make a big call at the end of a game. But when you put on the stripes, you put on the the uh, baseball umpire jersey. You Unless know, you're Joe West. You don't want to make a big call at the end of the game. By the way, did you and I love Joe. Joe just likes that, and that's fine. And Joe would not be mad if I said that. No, Cowboy Joe. We love him here at the podcast. By the way, Bill, did you see – you got to be ready right out of the gate. Did you see the Dodger game? Bellinger hit the home run. Turner thought it was caught. He ran back to first. So Bellinger's out for passing. He hits the ball out of the yard. Yes. Great job by the crew. I got all kinds of messages. Hey, yes. what's the rule? Yes. I'm like, those yes. guys were ready to work. That's, a, that's an umpire school uh, yeah. test question right there. Absolutely. And uh, that was – yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah that's, that was a, that was a wild.
hell, man. Opening day. <laughs> passing. Turner running backwards. Think the ball's caught. And Seeger's out for the passing. So... Even though the ball's dead, you have responsibility to run the bases yes. and restrictions That's to run the bases. Robin Ventura only got credited with a single on a walk-off grand slam in 1999. Oh, really? Yes. He, 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 abandoned, he abandoned. Oh, he didn't touch? No. Really? He touched first base, and that was it. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, great stuff. Okay. I don't, okay. This is, you mentioned women's basketball recently. I got to tell you something. I, I saw this, I rolled over in bed. I saw this notification on ESPN. I'm like, what is this? Um, so not that you care, nor do I care, but Stanford mm-hmm. beat Arizona in the women's national championship game Sunday night. But it was what the Arizona coach did after their upset of UConn, you know, the national power on the women's side of things, mm-hmm. they win every year. They beat UConn. And the Arizona basketball coach, her name, Bill? Is Barnes. Adia Barnes. Yeah, she's a distant cousin. <laughs> um, got all of the basketball talent in the family. That's right. No, no relation. But I, I, thought it was, I thought I'd bring it up, though, because she was under scrutiny for – she was, they, they were in a huddle after they've won and they're celebrating. She's giving this fiery speech. She, she threw up a, a middle finger and said, said F, probably F you to the doubters. I don't know, but she's in this. She, so she is a Barnes. <laughs> she's a Barnes. That's why I was brought it up. Outstanding. And so she, she was fired up and her team, everything was in good nature. She, she, she was happy. The team was fired up and ESPN, all these other, well, you know, her, her, her language and her, her, uh, you know, uh, she gave the, uh, uh, the gesture and all this stuff. Anyway, what I love about it, Bill, they asked her to apologize. She said, I'm not apologizing. Good. Yeah. Good. So I don't talk- I think Mike Leach would apologize. No. Hey. <laughs> no way. Fact, the matter is, I'm not apologizing. I thought I it was Mike, great. You know, Mike's not going to apologize. Yeah. So Adia Barnes, I don't know much about you, but I'm gonna, hey. I'm going to write her a letter. Yeah. Hey, hey Uncle Bill here. Yeah. I mean, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> when I come to Tucson, I want a place to, I want a place to stay. <laughs> Yeah, it was. She was using the language. It wasn't like she was talking to you know adolescent teenagers. No, or she's talking to her team. Her, 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 her student athletes probably use more foul language than she does. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was interesting. It was yeah, a good fiery passing speech, and uh, I, yeah, I like people that don't bow down to the I mob. Like, I don't trust people that don't swear. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't trust people that don't swear and don't take an occasional drink. Okay. Those people I don't trust. If you don't swear and you don't drink, you're not gonna. You're, we're probably not gonna get along. Bill, you got to make an exception because there's a there's a you, your big fan base is real Hondo Prep, and and oh God. most of those people don't don't do either of those things. Yeah, they're good people but, over there, but they do it. They they think about it, and if you long as you think about it, <laughs> and you're there with me in spirit, I can go with that. <laughs> Yeah. You, okay. you mean to tell me Freddie Freddie Monteblanco doesn't have a drink? I'm not. Well, Fred actually doesn't. Fred right. drinks like a fish. Oh, nonsense! But um, I will say uh, the alumni are a little different. But and you know, and you don't drink. Well, of, of course and I your do. Brother Sam doesn't. Drink? I, I'm saying the administration there and the student, you know, the students there, and well, of course the students. I'm not talking students. <laughs> I'm talking that alum. <laughs> alumni is a little different, but I'm yeah, talking alum, the I, coaches I, and administration, students. students I, I don't, I don't cast any, please, yeah. please. And if they're listening to this show, they're in trouble. They should be, they should be sanctioned. <laughs> okay. They should, they should have their ears waxed. Okay. Do not listen to this show if you're, if you're a student. Um, and if the admin can't handle it, please don't. All the, all the uh, respect in the world, but the alum, it's, it's wide open. Yeah. You're, you're a goddamn grown adult now. You yeah. <laughs> 
So don't sit there and tell me. I'm just that saying. Alumni doesn't drink. Well, some you know, some I'm do. You're a fat mouth. <laughs> some do, not all. People that stick around and, and coach there, you know, very, very high fair, standards. Fair. But they still love you. That's my point. Beautiful. Those well, people love you. It's it's two way. Yeah. It's two-way. In fact, I'm waiting. I want to. I want to be. I want to go out there and I want to throw out the first pitch, even at a junior high game. I want to, I, I want to, you know, I, I would love to lend my support to the program. Oh, well, we got to get you some real Hondo prep gear uh, for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then we also, yeah, well, I, we're going to make that happen. Uh, maybe a th- I'm off on Thursday. So that would be great yeah, to go out there with Bill Barnes and yeah. we'll make a whole production of it. Absolutely. That'd be great. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the, the Barnes thing, uh, Bill, have you seen any man card violations that have jumped out to you lately? Any, oh. anything that's kind of. You'd be like, you know God. what? What is that? You know, uh, well, socks with sandals type of things. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> I probably have. I just, you know, chalk it up to another. You know. I saw a guy talking to his dog over the phone. I thought that was an incredibly big man card violation. Mm, man card violation. Um, oh, let's see. Come on, it's California, Bill. You gotta have it's gotta be something. Yeah, no, I really haven't. Nothing really? No, I, hmm. nothing phases me anymore. I it goes in one one eyeball and out the other. You know, and I I don't give it any thought because, you know, I'm surrounded with, with mediocre freaking idiotic people all the time. I know, I know. So do you do you listen to any podcasts that you tell me about the, the Brett Boone podcast is pretty good? Brett Boone does an amazing job. Brett Brett does a really good job. He usually has, you know, top line folks on there. Um, I think this week is John Olerud. Oh, okay. And then I think Greg Luzinski is going to be on there. He's had uh, Greg Luzinski for you people that are under forty was a slugger for the Philadelphia Phillies. Couldn't couldn't catch a cold in Alaska in left field. <laughs> was a great hitter. Great hitter. Um, Olerud was a damn good hitter. John Olerud was solid. Uh, oh, yeah. He had a hitter for the Mariners and a Blue Jays. In fact, funny story about, I got to bring this up. This shows you how smart and intelligent and on top of things Ricky Henderson was. Uh, Ricky wasn't the sharpest bulb in the lamp. Okay, we all know that. Nice sharpest? man, great hitter. Brightest. Great, brightest. Great base dealer. He had been uh, one of the many, many, many teams he played with. He played with Olerud. In, in Toronto and 10 years later I think they were with the Mets together as Olerud was finishing his career he went up to Olerud and goes hey man how come you wear that helmet even on, even when you're playing first base he goes well it's to protect me I've got a soft spot in my skull and if I'm hit there it could create a lot of damage oh really I played with a guy in Toronto that had the same problem <laughs> Yeah, Ricky, that, okay, that, Ricky. that was me. Okay. <laughs> Bill, you got to get used to working on camera now. We got to keep hitting the table and disturbing. I'm sorry. Before, look at that. I mean, you know what? I'm going to hand, handcuff myself to the chair. Oh, that'd be good. All right. That would be really I, good. I apologize. Ricky, if I'm, if I'm making it uncomfortable for our five listeners, then you know what? Shame on me. <laughs> Oh, shame on you indeed, man. Uh, well, Bill, we've, we've chatted, uh, man, we've hit it all today. We've talked about the, uh, the basketball. We've talked about major league baseball, talked about, uh, your stuff with the bail, the bail stuff, uh, moving right along. We're here in April. Can't believe it's officially been a year since everything 
the world stopped turning, right? I believe it was a year today or a year on Wednesday we did our first show. I believe it was the first. It Wednesday was in April that we did our first show. We April first. We have gone leaps and bounds since then. We are now on camera. We are now doing Facebook Live. We are much more uh, solid in our 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 uh, technical mm-hmm. uh, savvy in this thing. Uh, I remember the first show we did. I put my phone on the kitchen countertop and you sent me a link and I was talking into my phone and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing except throwing F-bombs every once in a while to entertain the people. And we've come a long way in a year. I predict a year from now, we're going to have our own HBO special. Uh, we're going to have, um, we're going to have uh, topless dancers come out and, and greet us. Kind of like the man show, girls on trampolines, okay? Um, Adam Carolla is going to be begging to come on our show. Um, all the big wigs are going to be saying, did you catch that fucking Barnes and Hersema last night? All the talk show hosts, they're, they're completely unhinged. They're completely out of their minds. You know, uh, that idiot Colbert is going to be calling us the devil, yeah. which is fine with me. To me, that would be a, a, a consummate... Um, um, compliment from a dipshit like him. Yeah. Okay. Bill Maher is going to be wanting to come on our show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair and balanced. We're going to have a, a waiting list of the who's who to where we can pick and choose which slap dick we want to come on. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm all good with that. It, it's exciting. Indeed. If, if we continue this rate. Yeah. The doors are opening. Mm-hmm. Okay. The doors are opening. The doors are opening to bigger and much more uh, electric shows. <laughs> I mean, we need some coffee cups that say get home safe. We need a background. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to be in the works here. Yeah. Do you like doing our, our episodes on camera? So I that- do, because I get to look in the monitor and, and watch myself age every minute that we're on. <laughs> and um, I see that why I'm no longer attractive to women anymore. <laughs> because my face looks like... So the inside of somebody's butthole half the time. So I get it. I see now where I need to work on, you know, I probably need to go see Max Factor or Merle, Merle, uh, Merle Harmon or Merle, whatever they, whatever it is. Just more charm. You just uh, got to continue the charm. That yeah. was always your, your ace in the right, hole anyway. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, you swam through your, through your, through their ears, not through their eyes. Ooh, I like that. You, 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 you make believers out of they, they fall in love with you through their ears, certainly not their eyes. Okay. Because if it was their eyes, I'd have been a free agent for the, for all. <laughs> Unrestricted I'd been, free agent. I'd have been, I'd have been, I'd have been hitting off pitching machines my whole life and never got any live pitching. <laughs> Y'all, you always know how to tie it all in, Bill. I love it. I love the analogy. Yes. Oh boy. Wow. Wow, what a great, what a great thing! I like the pre. I like us doing that. We record Monday or Tuesday, like we usually do. But we'll put a video so that on Wednesday we can post the video for fans to see it. But before we do any of that, like a pre, like a pre-show, like a preview, an appetizer, as you said on Mondays. Yeah, it's a promo, man. Promo. Hey, it's this a promo. This is what you're gonna. I like that. Yeah, it's a promo. This is what this is. Let, let, let's give them a little. Let's give them a little taste. Yeah. And then they're gonna want to eat the whole thing. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Right. Draw them in with your ears like you're talking about. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned for that more, guys. We're Look for Monday mornings, uh, probably around 9 or 10 a.m. We're going to put out a Facebook Live video just saying, hey, we're recording this week. Here's some of the things we're going to talk about. So be ready. I'll, I'll insult a couple people. I'll be my usual charming <laughs> self and uh, give you a story or two just to get you get to prime for the big meal get the blood flowing and, and, and at that time listeners can be reminded oh yeah it, uh, we got to get questions in or topics for bill to talk about so that's the plan for now always evolving here at the get home safe podcast one year ago bill yeah hard to believe man april 1st uh, last year i believe it was the first of april i was giving props to then newsom because i thought he was doing a good job <laughs> and boy was i a fucking idiot to ever think that that was going to go go over well so we've learned a lot and we've been indoors and all that. And now we're starting to breathe again, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. We're starting to breathe again. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, so anyway, um, you know, I wish everybody a good week, a good solid Wednesday afternoon to you, a good solid rest of the week. And uh, um, I'm in a better mood now because I've completely let it out. I've yeah. completely defecated all of the <laughs> anger and poison I had in me through my mouth today. Uh, and I feel a lot better. I feel a lot more relaxed. I feel cleansed and let me go. I'll watch the news later and I'll see what other kind of shit can piss me off to put me right back in the same foul mood that I was yeah. when this day started. I, I remember when, when we recorded that episode and during the episode, the first time we said, I said, Bill, we got to do this every week. And you know what? come hell or high water we did we did it with you in another country we did it with, when you had covid we did it in person we did it remote i mean we were sometimes the, the episode didn't get out till late wednesday night we're like the united states post office <laughs> we're gonna serve you no matter what we're gonna deliver we grew thick and thin nothing will stop us absolutely you may get there at 10 o'clock at night mine does <laughs> but we're gonna be there eventually what can Barnes do for you? Absolutely. Bill, this has been fun. I'm looking forward to many more shows. It's uh, we're going in a great direction. Okay. I'll, I would do a mic drop right now, but I don't want to break it. Okay. <laughs> right. Good day to you. What else can you say about the one and only Bill Barnes? Always a pleasure recording with you, my friend, getting out fun episodes, a lot of great content, letting you just uh, blow out all your frustration, your energy. I think it's very therapeutic for you to record <laughs> on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Uh, Bill, I'm very much looking forward to our new format, kind of a little appetizer on Monday with a video while we record our regular, regularly scheduled programming. Uh, but some big things out there, maybe some more video implemented. I know Bill is uh, very open to all of these things, and I greatly appreciate him continuing to be an addition to the get home safe podcast he uh he's a big fan favorite and we all know why bill bill says things and does things <laughs> are uh unpredictable to say the least so uh bill barnes always fun already looking forward to le- next week we've got a year of episodes under our belt now it's time to really take the gloves off and uh, take this thing to the next level uh, well over 50 episodes and counting uh big things ahead for not just the Get Home Safe podcast listeners, but big things ahead for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Thanks again, Bill. Talk to you next week. Well, guys, there are plenty of things to uh, talk about here in the upcoming weeks. 
a lot of news out there. Sports is taking off. The NFL draft is coming up quick. I'm in, always into that. Uh, Sam Darnold was traded to the Carolina Panthers on uh, Monday. So that's kind of some big news here in the NFL side of things. Uh, baseball's in full swing. We have uh, the, uh, NHL, the NHL playoffs coming up. The NCAA Frozen Four is uh, this weekend. The man, what else is out there? All kinds of, of news and topics. And uh, before you know it, guys, summer's going to be here. And not only that, I mean, when uh, April ends here, I know we just started April, but this year sure is flying too. We're uh, over a third of the of a fourth of the way done. We'll be a third of the way done at the end of this month. So don't blink. Uh, the time is uh, flying quickly. Guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. Really appreciate the support. Uh, if you haven't already, give us a like, give us a follow. Uh, feel free to re- retweet our episodes, to share episodes. I post all those episode stuff on those social media platforms. Um, any, any way you can support the podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, many other platforms. It just helps uh, you stay notified when new, new episodes do, in fact, come out. But as you guys know, the loyal listeners, are, you know when our episodes come out. They come out Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, usually bright and early, 5 a.m. Pacific time. But we do want to keep you up to date and notified. So uh, however you support the podcast, uh, I can't say it enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I uh, did hear from Rick Johnson in a voice message uh, saying thank you for the show on Monday. Uh, appreciate that, Rick. Great, great uh, things ahead for Real Hondo Prep football. I have some amazing ideas, let me tell you, for next football season for more coverage, more of what you heard on Monday. Audio clips, maybe some highlights, even some play-by-play in a, in a, a shortened uh, version. For those of you who can't sit and watch a, a game, maybe you can listen to a game at work. I have lots of ideas. I hope they come true. As you guys have seen over the past year, not all my ideas are great ideas. Not all of my ideas are executed. But when I do have a good idea that is executed, uh, I am just thrilled. And so was very happy with that outcome on Monday with Monday's show, A Charge to Keep. Be sure to check that out if you have not yet already. Okay, guys, on Friday, you're going to love this guest. Uh, We're going to be joined by Joe Bernanski. Joe Bernanski and I officiated high school football together, uh, but Joe, uh, he was a scout for Major League Baseball, specifically for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. He was a member of a World Series uh, team. He has a championship ring there. Uh, he's, he was a guy who played high school and college football and, ba- and baseball, uh, so he'll talk about his career there. He'll talk about officiating. He's a big golf guy, loves to golf. Uh, his brother... Uh, Tom Bernanski, uh, coached in the major leagues for quite a while, played in the major leagues as well. So there's a lot of baseball conversation Joe and I are going to have on Friday that you don't want to miss. I think it's a good time of year to talk some major league baseball from the past and, and the present. So uh, Joe is a blast, a great guy, uh, a guy that you just love to sit and have a beer with and chat with, uh, talk sports and baseball. So be sure to tune in on Friday for that conversation with Joe Bernanski. It should be a lot of fun. Well, that will wrap things up for today, guys. It's been a great show. It's been a day of firsts with new videos and promoting things and uh, trying to recover audio, all kinds of stuff. 
appreciate the support appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule your week to listen to this episode at some point as always you can listen to every episode of the podcast from the past uh, a lot of great interviews from the past and we're going to continue with this format moving forward uh, for now Monday Wednesday Friday Fridays being our long-form conversations we have with somebody talking about their journey and there will be some repeat guests coming on here soon already talked to a few people that i think haven't been on in a while that would enjoy being on and and we could learn a little bit more about them so great things ahead on the horizon for the get home safe podcast can't thank you guys enough hope everyone has a great rest of the week we will be back with you on friday for a very fun conversation with joe bernanski you don't want to miss it but as always guys no matter what you're doing whether you're out on the town or around in third base get home safe Thank you.